welcome to episode 102 of Kapowcast. I said it right this time. <laughs> I'm a little disappointed. I know, you should be. <laughs> uh, joining me today once again is Jeff Jefferson. Hello. From numerous podcasts on the Pod Bros Podcasting Network. So many. Jean Vaudpad, damn cat. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I had a good streak of saying yeah. that show, right? And Just went to shit. And also, also. <laughs> oh, no, he's having a stroke. <laughs> And also, uh, Flask Action Heroes. That's right. We're coming back, and we're drinking more than ever. Uh, how are you today? I am well. Thank you for asking. How are you? Good. Since the last five seconds ago, I saw you. <laughs> um, today, we're going to continue on with our celebration of the new year. Hell yeah. And we're going to look back uh, at a specific <laughs> an article, actually, uh, Jeff sent me an article online and was like, we should talk about this on the show because uh, we don't maybe talk about the actual comics quite enough. Being that we abandoned them. But it's from uh, The Hollywood Reporter, and it's 2017, the year almost everything went wrong for Marvel <laughs> Comics. Uh, and it actually has a breakdown, like... Yeah, month by month. Month by month. So I'm, I'm just going to, like... Uh, each PR crisis. Try to, try to read or brief uh, each paragraph as quickly as possible a lot of this we already touched over last year many of the points we did um so starting in january the year started with the publisher announcing a new digital policy intended to increase sales of its print releases each week's issues would contain downloadable codes for three selected issues of other comics the move prompted outcry from comic book retailers and fans alike as it replaces a long-standing policy where issues contained codes for a digital edition of that release with both parties asking Marvel to reconsider. Two months later, Marvel did with a statement from SVP of sales and marketing David Gabriel saying, in part, we heard this message loud and clear on digital same issue codes. We're always looking to do what's best for fans and the comics industry. Yeah, I would be pissed too if you couldn't get a digital copy of the comic that you purchased when yeah. it was already... But oh well. I personally am not a fan um, of digital at all. Mm. And I've, I've, you know, there's something about, you know, the smell of a good comic. <laughs> Just bury your face in it. It's <laughs> 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 got graphic. Just something about it. Like, there's nothing beats it. And just... You know, I'm 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 old school, dude. Like I'm the same way with music. I'm the same way with movies. Mm-hmm. Like although now that I have a uh, Amazon Fire Stick, mm-hmm. this episode brought to you by Amazon. No, just kidding. <laughs> uh, now that I have an Amazon Fire Stick, uh, part of me is like, oh wow, like I could just theoretically just buy movies now. I've been uh, on that and and watch them through that. But there's still just it's just part of me like it's weird not having a physical copy. Exactly. Like if I'm paying for something, I, and I've always been this way. Like ever since I was a kid, if I'm paying for something, I want to hold it. I want it in my hands. I want a physical representation of what I spent my money on mm-hmm. because I'm a materialistic asshole. <laughs> Who is like Who I, I, I'm definitely not one of those people that's like, I spend money on experiences, not things. <laughs> no, give me things. <laughs> Give me all the hot toys, all the graphic novels, everything, all the steel books. Just give it to me. Just bury me with it all. <laughs> uh, I don't know. That's just how I've always been. Like, I don't know. That's weird. Yeah, that's understandable. I don't mind reading digital copies of comics. 
especially on a big screen TV. I think it's pretty bitching to see the art just splashed across your TV. That I really enjoy. But uh, I prefer having physical copies because um, you could lose your subscription service, stop paying for it, or the digital copy that you had. Your computer could crash or whatever, mm-hmm. and you're just SOL after that. It's yeah. nice having something that would be there unless you actually physically lose it or your house gets and hit by a meteorite or something. Once again, like, you know, you could say this is just very materialistic of me, but, like, there's just a part of me sometimes, like, I sit there and I, like, look at my, like, Blu-ray collection, and I'm like, <laughs> you've done good, kid. You've done my, good. My precious. Uh, so uh, in March... A report from comic book industry site CV2 caused a stir when Marvel editor-in-chief Axel Alonso was accused of devaluing the contribution of artists during a presentation to retailers, (laughs) saying, we can hype our artists all we want, but I don't know if we know how many artists besides maybe Steve McNeven and Oliver Coppell absolutely moved the needle on anything to be drawn. (laughs) That's a shitty thing to say. That's really (laughs) shitty to say. About a visual media. Yeah. <laughs> like... I mean, are artists really that important when it comes to... <laughs> yes. <laughs> like... And it's I, so important. It's probably the... I mean, it's... I would say it's 50-50 with storytelling because you're not going to enjoy very much a great story with shitty art. Right. Um, I know Tony... If, if Tony was here, he'd back me up. But uh, for me, if I'm not sold on the art or, like... Anything like that, like, I'm not buying it. Now, to his credit, he's maybe saying the artist, like, you can put an artist's name on something, Mm -hmm. and that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to sell. Well, yeah, it depends on the artist, though. Like, if you have an up-and-coming artist, of course not. No. But if you slap, like... Jim Lee. Jim Lee, or, like, even, like, a Todd McFarlane. Yeah. Or something like that, like, that's going to draw attention. If you build up a stable of well-known artists that have a good track record... Mm -hmm. And have proven that can move needles. That could I, uh, very much so. I've purchased books on the basis of the artist. Like uh, Frank Quietly, I bought a couple books just because of the uh, art. His art. I love his art. And other books, you know, like I bought just specifically because it's Jim Lee. I, would, I have no idea what the book is about. I would look at the art and then I would check out the story. I'd say, oh, that, that seems interesting. And I'd purchase it. And, the, you know, the bad thing is, is that comic book artists already get like a shaft. Oh, yeah. Like they don't make a ton of money. They're not no, like except for you know, like you know the big ones like yeah, yeah. you know your, your Jim Lees and shit and those are mostly guys that were established in the nineties yeah. and eighties, but you know for the most part it's a it's it's freelance work yep so it's just like you're an independent contractor like they don't have a lot of them don't have health insurance or anything like that mm. so that's just something to think about <laughs> May. Faced with growing criticism over a plot line in which Captain America's history <laughs> has been rewritten so that he was and had always been, as per the rewritten history, an agent of fascist terrorism, terrorist organization Hydra, Marvel took the unusual step of releasing a statement asking for readers' patience and faith ahead of the launch of Secret Empire, a series which brought the storyline to the forefront of the company's publishing line. Uh, the finale of the series would see the fascist Captain America beaten up by a magically created non-fascist <laughs> version using his muscles and his shield, <laughs> but we'll get there soon enough. That, and that's still, like, there's still, the original fascist Captain America is still in jail right now, like, and then there's the magical Captain America, and they're just going to ignore that. It's so bad. Like, it's just amazing to me how 
Marvel like did this pop, well, pop, <laughs> like, in, the, in the in the grand scheme of like pop culture, Marvel is like so well known and so highly revered. Yeah, but their main thing, which is comics, is trash. Yeah, it's been terrible couple of years for them. I wish John was here because I know John. Super into the the Marvel mm-hmm. books. I'm not sure how many of actual Marvel titles he's still reading these days. Like I know he still collects, so uh, and that's an expensive thing to do. It, it is. I don't have the the time for it. Like that's why I stick to the graphic novels. Yep. Find me a story. Tell me a story that's good. I'll go pick it up. Yep. Same here. Uh, let's see what else happened. And uh, wow, I skipped. I, I skipped some time. <laughs> I did notice a few months there. Well, there is no February, but we'll go back to April. Uh, the much much hyped relaunch of the X Men franchise was immediately derailed by controversy when readers noticed that Indonesian penciler, oh, yeah, we covered that too, had hidden political references into the artwork for the debut issue of X Men Gold. God, that was last year. That felt like it was eons ago. I know. Uh, this implied references do, do not reflect the views of writers. Uh, what was it again? What did he put in there? He put a reference to a verse in the uh, Quran. That's right. That's right. Because an Indonesian politician was voted in that was a Christian. And there was some sort of verse that referenced not allowing Christians to hold office in a <laughs> Muslim country or something like yeah. that. And yeah, that's a bit of a yeah. I don't think that really reflects Marvel's policy. Nope, 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 nope. That was and that wasn't the first time he'd done that either. He'd, uh, really? Yeah, he'd done that also in uh, DC in the past for a Batman comic. For he referenced another uh, verse in the Quran on a billboard or something like that, or or maybe I think it might have been a hardline uh, fundamentalist Muslim politician or something like. I can't remember what exactly it was, but yeah, he, he put in a lot of political, religious. Uh, messages in his artwork like yeah yeah it's kind of a no-no you know mm-hmm. <laughs> you know i think we, we probably said this before like dude like keep that shit to yourself yeah. like especially when you're doing something that's so widely published like yeah. you don't think you're gonna get caught it was really obvious too because it was a on a and he like colossus's t-shirt yeah and he like <laughs> tanked his career like his career like he's he's done he's done and fucking done son his, if i remember correctly like uh, looking at it, like his art actually wasn't bad. No, I like it. Actually, art. was pretty yeah. good, but uh, just a poor decision. Mm-hmm. Um, Came back to bite him. Think before you act, kids. Yeah, I think that's the <laughs> lesson here. Um, so now, now we are on to June. They do skip months, so apparently it wasn't a complete shit fest for Marvel. Um, June uh, after April tease, Marvel announced the launch slate of Marvel Legacy the fall relaunch of its entire superhero line. The announcement was unusual to say the least with the series being revealed via animated gifts released with varying amounts of information across multiple websites, as well as Twitter and emails from Marvel's PR. More confusingly, the launch lineup as announced in June turned out to be incomplete with Captain America being added a month later. (laughs) Despite a press release that promised the relaunch would change the comic book industry Response to the announcement was muted, to say the least, with many noting that the relaunch was cosmetic at best. The majority of the series were continuing publications with the same creators attached and also surprisingly backwards logos in its attempts to evoke nostalgic for days gone by. The fact that one of the legacy gimmicks involved renumbering certain series using uh, math that didn't really make sense <laughs> didn't help matters either. Renumbering it series is so annoying. It's such a no-no. It's just a... Uh, 
quick sales pop boost and it's just for, you know, like, oh, this is issue number one. It'll be collectible. You know, I hate when they do that. You know, and this, a lot of people may give DC shit for, uh, they did like the relaunch of the new 52 and then they did uh, rebirth. But with that being said, it's worked for them. Uh, the Marvel comics seem to be every time they, they say they're going to be relaunching or redoing something like it's still the same convoluted mess. Like I know a lot of people were really excited about the prospect of what they were going to do. They're like, Oh, things are going to return back to like, you know, be more streamlined and, mm-hmm. and stuff. like. And it, it, that wasn't what it was at all. No, it got worse. It made shit worse. Like they've mushed in timelines together to bring characters together that they promised would never be in together. Like they promised us that the ultimate universe would never interact with the 616 universe. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, it ended up happening. Um, it, you know, it, it seems like they're, I don't know. I don't know what's going on over there. I really don't. Like, it seems like they're fighting it. They're, tr- they're like, you know, uh, in denial. Yeah. That their shit needs to be fixed. Like every time they think they're doing a fix, they're actually making it more convoluted. And we're, yeah, I don't understand why Dizzy doesn't just step in, lay a heavy hand, and smack everyone around, fire everyone, and yeah, restaff everyone. At this point, I would welcome that. Uh, August, uh, after Marvel announced order terms for the first four issues of its Marvel Legacy relaunch, a number of comic book retailers announced that they would not be carrying certain releases in protest over what they considered unrealistic expectations from the publisher. <laughs> I believe what this is is uh, they were, were comic book uh, shops, I think, were supposed to carry X amount of books. Yeah. And, and like variants and whatnot. Yeah, like the, the amount that they were being asked to carry was ungodly. I remember this vaguely. You know, they were asking to carry like a, a, a stupid amount of uh-huh. books. Like, unfortunately, as as popular as nerd culture is right now, surprisingly, comics are on the downside of things. Yeah, I mean, yeah, comic sales have been rocky for both DC and Marvel. DC has been on an upturn, but I mean. Comics are expensive. It's a niche medium. It always has been. When you can just take the characters and put them into TV shows and other more popular mediums, people will just go to that instead. I can get my superhero fix uh, just by like going on Hulu and popping on like X Men the animated series. Yeah, or, or you could just go on Netflix, watch Daredevil, or yeah. Punisher, or you could just go to the movies or put in uh, put in Civil War yeah. or you know whatever and get my superhero fix. Like I, I don't and have great to. stories too. Yeah. It isn't just, you know, finally I can see this character on screen. You're seeing the character you love. And in one of the best, you know, story, some of the best storytelling out there right now in theater, like civil war <clears throat> was some of the best storytelling at all. I don't care if it's a superhero movie or not. And other superhero movies are really blurring the lines for what is and isn't a great movie. Like people, just aren't just calling them great superhero movies. They're calling them great movies, which mm-hmm. I think is super cool. Yeah. And that's what they have to keep doing if they want the uh, genre to stay alive. Because, uh, like, you know, just because people are flocking to these movies in droves, 
Unfortunately, it does not look like they're going to the comic book store to pick up at least anything new. Nope. No, not at all. Because, once again, it's so convoluted. Like, you can't just dive right into a book. No. Um, It's much easier. I'm I'm interested to know, like, what the amount of sales are between, like, trades and graphic novels Mm -hmm. as opposed to single issues. Um, Just because, you know, if I want... If I want, I'm like, you know what? I want to read a Thor book. Yeah. I'm not going to go and try to jump in to, yeah, the current, you know, Thor. 200 back issues of Thor. Like, well, <laughs> nope, I'd find, like, I've heard um, The Mighty Thor is really good. Yeah. Like, I'm just going to pick up that graphic novel and, you know, read it. Hell, that's what I do. You know? Um, September. The Secret Empire comic book series neared its conclusion. Marvel inexplicably spoiled the end of its own Secret Empire <laughs> comic book series days before release via New York Times. Sorry. Featuring artwork that showed the fascist version of Captain America being beaten up by the classic version. The story featured then-editor-in-chief Alonzo saying that Marvel editorial thought the story had something important to say about democracy, freedom, (laughs) and the core American values that Captain America embodies. No shit. (laughs) The New York Times didn't seem to be too impressed. The opening line of the story began, Surprisingly, absolutely no one. (laughs) This wouldn't be the only time Marvel would spoil its own comic book that month. Though days ahead of the release, <clears throat> sorry, my voice is kind of going. Uh, Marvel Legacy number one, the company announced the identity of the character who had returned from the dead in the issue. It was Wolverine, who had died <laughs> in 2014. Yep. <coughs> I never really thought killing off Wolverine was that great of an idea, but. It's, once again, there are certain tropes in comics that are like instant cash grabs. Yeah. Kill a character is, like, number one, and rebooting is number two. Yep. I mean, to be fair, they kept him dead for a long time, longer than I expected. I was about to say, longer than... I did not expect him to keep him dead until 2017, 2018. Yeah, I thought it would be six months to a year, tops, like they did with Captain America. They kept him dead for about a year, which was long for him, too. Mm Mm-hmm. But, yeah, to their credit, they kept him dead for a lot longer than I expected. But... They they, they had two other Wolverines Yeah, at at the the same time, they had X-23B... The new Wolverine. They also and brought in Old Man yeah. Logan, which, once again, that's convoluted as shit as well. Yeah. So now you have three Wolverines in your universe? Like, Yep. And then there's the young X-Men and the old X-Men and time-travel-displaced X-Men. Oh, man. Like, I'm a comic books fan, and I, you know, jumping into stuff is something you have to learn to be able to do to read comics, and I'm just too intimidated by all this shit to really be able to get in. Yep. And I hear nothing but bad things about it. So, I mean, why bother? I'll just wait until the writing starts to improve. In October, uh, Marvel's October started terribly, with a week which saw everyone discover that the special lenticular covers that had drawn criticism from retailers didn't even work, as well as presentation to retailers turned into a full-scale revolt. And finally, a deal with military contractor Northrop Gunman get pulled within 24 hours of its announcement because of the backlash from fans and Marvel's own creators. How did they think that was a good idea, like having a tie-in with a military? They might as well have had a tie-in with, like, fucking Philip Morris or something. Like, I mean, say what you want about the military-industrial complex, but, like, having Northrop Grumman as a tie-in for a comic book is just... Baffling. Bizarre. Um, And then, like... You talk about trying to uh, drive up sales. Lenticular covers are always a a quick money grab, too. Something yeah. that DC, uh, with stuff for their New 52, I believe, pulled off magnificently. Yeah, it was done really well. They had well. a bunch of New 52 covers, uh, lenticular covers. And I remember like uh, going to Big Ben's with, with Tony and 
just I remember him buying that shit up and like people were like people were going sh- ape shit for him because they were really fucking cool. Yeah, looking. they were really cool. I was looking at those. Yeah, I was I was really tempted. I was like, oh, I'm just gonna get this cover and yeah, I, the I, rest I, of it. Yeah, uh, uh, it's it. Uh, well, in November. <laughs> In a surprise move, top Marvel writer Brian Michael Bendis left the publisher after nearly two decades yep. to sign with DC Entertainment. That was far from the biggest departure from the company that month, however. Within two weeks, news broke that Alonzo, who was the, the main guy, it sounds like, over there, mm. was stepping down immediately as editor-in-chief in what was described as a mutual decision between himself and Marvel. <laughs> sounds fired, like a good yeah. idea. That, that Whenever it says that, it's... it's yeah. yeah. Uh, his replacement was C.B. Silbulski. I'm uh, not sure if I said that night. Russian right. spy. A former writer and editor for the company who, just 11 days after being named the position, admitted that he had defrauded the company a decade <laughs> earlier <laughs> by pretending to be a Japanese writer called Akira Yoshida from 2003 to 2005. What the fuck? Yeah, that's really strange. <laughs> during, which, <laughs> during which time he worked as a freelancer on Marvel Comics while also under his own name, working on staff as an editor for the company. Oh, yeah. Double dick and uh-huh. double dick in the cookie jar. <laughs> Give that cookie jar the old DP. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Oh. Uh. <laughs> Another personal news in November, it was revealed that Marvel had hired former Image Comics staffer Ron Richards as its VP Managing Editor of New Media. His hiring was greeted by multiple accusations of sexual harassment. <laughs> Neither the company nor Richards have responded to the allegations as of yet. Jeez Louise. Dude. <laughs> what the fuck is going on yeah, over really? there? Let's jump, to, let's, let's jump to December. Uh, December. As excitement grows for Marvel Studios' Avengers Infinity War, the man who created the movie's central villain, Thanos, broke up with Marvel comic book's arm. Yeah. Jim Starlin aired his grievances on Facebook, naming Marvel executive editor Tom Brevert as the reason he wouldn't be working with the publisher anymore, but helpfully adding that it was only the comic book division he had problem with. Marvel Studios, he explained, has treated me very well and generously. Them I like. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile... The solicitations for Marvel's March 2018 uh, releases signals the cancellation of a number of comic book series, including Gwenpool, Luke Cage, America, Generation X, Hawkeye, She-Hulk, and Iceman. Who reads those? (laughs) Uh, As has become customary, Marvel as a company has yet to comment officially on the cancellation and declines to comment when specifically asked about them, with confirmation coming directly from the creators behind the comics on social media. That the majority of series confirmed uh, to be ending feature female leads of men or or men of color didn't escape the notice of many fans. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. With discussion of a boycott of the publisher soon following, this led to an unusual sight of Marvel editor asking fans not to stop buying Marvel titles on social media. That's so bizarre. That's so, like, weird. Like, <sighs> how many times did... <clears throat> company heads say, oh, hey, uh, yeah, please don't stop reading. <laughs> <laughs> like to beg. Yeah. You know what this kind of reminds me of? What? Uh, a car crash? We're going we're gonna to go a little outside our wheelhouse on they have <laughs> A little outside our wheelhouse on here. You look at uh, WCW. Mm-hmm. 
in like the, the mid nineties, 97, 98. And I, I always, even though it's kind of revisionist history, a lot of times, any, any specials that they talk about WCW, it always does like intrigue my mind, like how you could the fall so hard oh, yeah. on your face. Like how many mistakes do you make before you're like, Oh shit, this isn't working. Like, WCW did have a lot of going against them. They also had like people back in the company at one point that no longer wanted anything to do with it. Mm-hmm. And like I'm, I'm reading this. It's like, is there people in Marvel that want these books to fail? Yeah, like, I don't know. You know, there's that old <laughs> age old thing. Like people thought like Vince Russo was sent there to sabotage and uh-huh. like <laughs> to kill WCW. Yeah. Double agent. Right. But you know, you, you read this and you're just, cause you're in your mind. You're like, there's no way that the people that get paid this money could be making this many poor decisions. I don't know. You'd think that, but look at, you know, the superhero movies that come out from, like, Sony and Fox and whatnot. Um, It's amazing how much money is behind poor decisions sometimes. It's actually baffling to think that, like, Marvel Comics as a comics medium has almost become kind of a joke. Yeah. I mean, it's become... Yeah, it really has. It was the other way around. Like, DC was the... uh, like, oh, they're rebooting their universe every two years. They can't, you know, stick to anything, you know, and their sales are taking a shit. Now with Marvel, it's just, wow, they're really fucking everything up from all sorts of bizarre angles that I wouldn't have even (laughs) thought possible before. Like, you know, and I don't want to say, like, reboots fix everything, but for fuck's sake, like... There is a time for reboots. There is a time, and and it's, I would say, it's like five years too late. Yeah. What was, from your opinion, what was the last good story, like, really solid story... That had you super like that wasn't like oh like just really good story Marvel did that didn't disappoint in the end. <laughs> Let me think. <laughs> like a major event, or I mean, it's major events used to not even be a big thing. Now there's like yeah. one every three months. I, I mean, I, I used to be a yearly thing. I did kind of enjoy Avengers vs X Men. I never read. I read that. Um, at the same time, it, a lot of people I didn't can't like it I can't remember X. anything from it. Yeah. So how good was it if I can't? I remember I really enjoyed Planet Hulk. I loved Planet Hulk. World War Hulk, I didn't like at all. That was right after, uh, both those were right after Civil War, right? Yes. Which that was like one of their first, like, I remember people going ape shit for Civil War. Like, mm-hmm. people could not wait to get more. Um, the one thing that kind of burnt me out of Civil War really quick, I remember picking up the first issue and you opened the back and it had like a little checklist of all the books you had to yeah. get. And I saw that and I was like, what the fuck? I didn't realize like, yeah, I was oh, making like a $3,000 investment. No shit. I mean, um, really enjoyed that. I really, after that, there was a secret invasion, which I didn't think was very good. I keep meaning to read. I have spider verse. I've had it for a while now. Yeah. It's a, but it's a lot so daunting. Like, I don't even know where to begin. I've, I think I've I've read a little bit of it, but you know, eh, eh. I mean, um, I did actually. Uh, Mighty Avengers, I actually really enjoyed, and there was a couple post uh, Civil War comics that I really liked that ended up getting dropped, like um, Avengers Academy. I liked that. Um, then, yeah, Mighty Avengers. Like I said, the whole. Plotline with Norman Osborn being in charge of S.H.I.E.L.D. was interesting for a while, and its climax wasn't too disappointing, but that was just kind of so-so. I think, no, I don't want to knock, like, comics writers. I think it's, I don't want to say easy, but 
you can come up with like a, a gripping idea. Mm-hmm. Like you said, like with Norman Osborne, like you can come up with like an intriguing idea where you're like, oh, I kind of want to see that. Mm-hmm. But executing it and doing it in a satisfying, fulfilling way. While still tying it in with a dozen or so. Yeah, it is a totally, you know. I would hate to be a writer for Marvel or DC <clears throat> right now. I can't remember his name. Uh, but there was a comic book writer that said that uh, writing for Marvel is, is a nightmare. I can imagine. He said, uh, God, I wish I could fucking remember his name. But he said, like, when he was writing for, like, Moon Knight, like, that was fine. Moon Knight's supposed to be really good. You know, he, that was fine, like, because they weren't, like, watching that. But, like, if he went to go write for something like X-Men, when he'd go to do that, like, he said it was a fucking nightmare. I can believe it. And... And the writing shows. Yeah. Oh, the... X-Men titles have been needed have needed a fucking rinse and wash for <laughs> a long fucking time. And they've they've done stuff to do that too, like bringing back the original X-Men from a time portal and like other stuff like that that I mean, it needs more. It needs just a clean slate. Just have someone wake up and say it was all a dream at this point or something. I mean, when you have something like the Infinity Stones, I feel like that's possible. Yeah. Or even like uh you know, you have Scarlet Witch, like the whole House of M thing. Like, yeah, House of M. Yeah, it was. I never was, read House of M. I I read it. It wasn't bad. It was interesting. Uh, that was the big clean slate that they tried with the uh, X universe, where there was only a hundred and so. Yeah, but but yeah, because you know, I mean, the X Men books, like I said, those have been. I would say probably. I mean when they did all new X-Men and yeah. like ultimate X-Men, like that was when I started like completely just like, I don't want to, Oh yeah. I don't want to touch any of these. Like fuck them. <laughs> um, the last X book I read was cable where he was traveling through time, trying to protect uh, hope summers. Oh, with the baby strapped yeah. to him when he was running from Bishop. Yeah. It was excellent. It was a suit. Like the art was great. The story was bizarre and interesting and it was really good. Yeah. I mean, and, I'm not saying that Marvel hasn't done some good stuff. I know it's probably out there, but the vast majority of it, and it leaves a bad taste in people's like, mouths. Honestly, when you sent me that article, I thought it was going to be stuff that actually happened in the comics, like storylines. <laughs> like from a business standpoint, I didn't realize how fucked yeah they've been forever. I don't understand how it can happen when you're owned by Disney. Like Disney just doesn't probably just doesn't really care that they're probably not paying comics. attention. Yeah. You know, they those have- those movies and shit are, are what's printing them money. Yep. You know, they don't have, like, a Jeff Johns over there. I don't see Marvel, like, I don't think they'd be able to stay in business as a comic publisher if they weren't owned by Disney at this point. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't see how they could have. It would have been another comic bubble by now. Yeah, I mean, and I don't know, if, like, honestly, like, this was, uh, for me personally, uh, keeping up with, with comics, it was not a good year for me. Like, yeah. I, I d- I'd really... You know, I knew a lot of the stuff that was going on with Rebirth and, and the, the Watchmen stuff. I know a lot of that's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but once again, for a guy like me that reads strictly graphic novels, you kind of got to go these long spouts without yeah <laughs> without anything where you're just kind of like, all right, and you're just trying to wait to see if stuff play out, see if it's worth picking up, worth reading. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it is what it is. I hope to do some more comic reviews this year. Me too. I think I'm going to try to get back into comics a little bit. Yeah. If you got suggestions, let us know. Um, yeah. What are you doing, Marvel? <laughs> Come on, What guys. are you doing? We want to love you. Maybe. Apparently, they also revealed uh, Thanos' real name. 
just yeah. recently. What is it? Do you know? I, I read it and I, I didn't know how to say it, but it. I was like, is it spoopy? I was like, was that really something like people were worried about? Like, no, I think that's stupid. Like, who gives a <laughs> shit? Like, that adds virtually nothing if to anything, the character. It, if anything, it detracts from it, the character. I, that's what I thought. I was like, oh, so where did the name Thanos come from? I mean, yeah. maybe they answer it, but I was like, big fucking shit, yeah. dude. Like, <sighs> yeah, I don't get it either. Well, hopefully this is hopefully Marvel bounces back. Like I don't want to see anybody fail. I don't want to no. see DC films fail, and I don't want to see Marvel comics fail. I want everything to be good, and I want all my nerddom in all its forms in any way I can. Yeah, I want it to flourish. Exactly. I want these books to inspire new movies instead of writing on the coattails of the movies like they have been doing. Yeah, like Marvel has any change the Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, Art to represent what's in the movies. Yeah, and, and then, you know, all their big tie-in stuff is uh, sequels to previous comics. Oh, and, you know, it's, it's no mystery or it's no uh, coincidence that Civil War Two happened around the same time that yeah. Civil War was coming out. And now Infinity is coming out. The same time, like, the same Infinity, time, yeah. yeah. Like... Dude, don't just just do stories. Just don't force a story just yeah. because you want to tie it in with the movies. Um, do your own thing. Do your own thing. Like that's the great thing about uh, the comics is you can do anything. You yeah. have no restrictions. It's a creative medium. It's you don't great. have to be shackled down by what's happening in the movies. Like do something. You know. Smaller or just fucking reboot. Just do something like anything, <laughs> anything <laughs> other than what you're doing because yeah. it's not fucking working. Yep, their and sales should be buku right now. I would love to go down to Big Ben Comics and just like ask them like, on average, like what are your your top selling books? Yeah, and I, I'm curious, like, just like a homegrown area like this, like what people around here are reading. Is it mostly DC? Is it mostly Marvel? Is it independent? Yeah, I wonder. I'd imagine Walking Dead is uh, probably outselling a lot of the big Marvel books right now. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing a list last year, like the top books, and DC was most DC and Image had most of them. That's scary. That's bizarre. Oh well, I don't know you, and you are a make mine Marvel kind of guy. Yeah, Marvel was. I grew up reading Marvel. DC was a later. Thing. I never really bought it. People always always said DC was kind of your dad's comics, like uh-huh. your grandfather's comics, you know. Uh, but you know, DC is is they've got the art, yeah. They've got the writing. I mean, it used to be the other way around. Like DC would go for these crazy, big, you know, money grabbing crisis, yeah, crises, and then like they'd have extreme, you know, they try to break away from their wholesome image, or they'd have. Asriel and uh, yeah, and they'd have fucking um, which Green Lantern was it? Who had his girlfriend folded up and put in a fridge? It was Kyle Rayner. Kyle Rayner, yeah. Yep. And then Doctor Light raping the elongated man's wife and like other stuff. That like guy, that. yeah. DC got really dark. Yeah, that was right around the time of uh, Infinite Crisis, mm-hmm. I think. Oh man, and Superboy Prime ripping people's arms off. I remember reading. Uh, Identity Crisis. Yeah. And I was like, that is, this book is fucking weird. <laughs> I didn't like the art. That's Ed McGinnis who does the art for that, right? I think so. He's he's too chunky, too beefy for me, man. <laughs> like, every character. You don't like your artists like you like your ice cream. Nope. That's right. Um, yeah. I, I Let's make it a New Year's resolution. 
Mm-hmm. It's never too late for that, right? Like, I how? Agree. When's like the time frame that you can? Is it like December thirty first? Oh, we missed it. <laughs> <laughs> but like, when's no, like the no. latest you can make your resolution? Like, I would say like throughout the month of January. I agree. Why not? Hell. So let's make ours to try and get more comics. Try and read more comics. Hell yeah. Uh, do you want to? You want to kiss? Or you want to shake on it? Uh, Let's kiss. Cuddle? It <laughs> <laughs> uh, was, was a man kiss. It was. I think that'll do it for this little episode <laughs> of uh, Kapowcast. Sealed with a kiss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, feel free to check us out every week on the Pod Bros Podcasting Network, where you can find us and Jeff's other shows. Mm-hmm. You can listen to them for literally, like, hours. You could. You, Jeff, sh- you should. The amount of audio tracks with you on the internet right now I know <laughs> is surprising and both alarming I agree <laughs> my voice is out there um, you can also find us on Facebook Kapowcast 2015 we also have a Gmail account Kapowcast podcast at gmail.com find us on Twitter Instagram all that fun stuff iTunes Google Play we're all over the interweb mm-hmm. just Google us I think we're like almost the entire like first page yeah it's fantastic <laughs> Until next time, I'm Mike. And I'm Jeff. Bye-bye.